right, welcome to episode 135. Uh, Maddie and Tay are here. Hello, girls. Hello. Hey. Thanks Ladies. for having us. Ladies. What you, How nice. No, what's the right way to, what do you say? I personally don't care, but yeah, I is, like ladies because people still think that we're kids. Like okay, for Ladies example, feels like an old person. I know. To me. I, that's I, why I, know. I kind of like girls because I am. I'm 22. Like yeah, that's but true. I am a woman. I don't know. It just well. For example, our bus driver. We had like a fill-in bus driver to do like a co-drive last night to get us back, and he called us kids. And I was like, Oh, so I'm a 23 year old woman. I'm not a child. I take it back. I do care. I don't want to be called a kid. <laughs> I don't want to be called a kid. <laughs> he was like, Oh, how old are you? I'm like, Not kid age. <laughs> But thanks for but making me feel young. Ladies, girls, <laughs> women. But I would imagine he's in his 50s, if I'm just guessing. Yeah. The bus driver. He probably has a kid. That's true. That's your, Maybe so. So I would think if you have kids and they're the same age as someone, you probably see them as the kid. Yeah. Listen, I don't know your bus drivers. <laughs> but yeah. I'll tell you what's expensive is having have two bus drivers. Two drivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens yeah. is, I'll explain it to people because to, we have to take buses out all the time too. Mm-hmm. So if you drive over... Whatever the law is, the, the rules really are bent. I don't know the limit. But, but yeah. let's say it's, it's like nine t- hours. Okay. Nine, let's just say it's that nine hours. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to drive over nine hours, you have to have two bus drivers. Mm-hmm. Or the bus driver has to pull over and sleep for a certain amount of time. Right. So, which which <laughs> is, is a nightmare. Both scenarios are nightmares. Right. It's just expensive either so way. Pay two bus drivers. And when you're rolling, I mean, we're rolling 12 deep on a 12 bunk bus with a co-driver. So, it's... Yeah. Like, it's not... It's cramped. It's always but, a little weird with the second bus driver, too, because you don't know them. Everybody and else And that was the know. guy I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Kid. Yeah, so he was the, like... <laughs> Stop sport. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is weird. Like, we own a company, and we're, like, running this whole thing, and kid just feels really weird to me. <laughs> People will still call me kid, though, too, if they're older. If they're, like, 60. I get that. They'll be like, hey, you're just a kid. But it just has to be because they have kids the same right. age. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't see, I would never say kids to you two. Right. Right. Because I would say you're more like little sister age than. Well, he thought kid we age. were kids. Like, he, because whenever I was like, oh, hi, how are you? He's like, how are you kids doing or something? And I was like, oh, we're good, but uh, I mean, we're not kids. And he's like, really? How old are you? And I told him, I swear he probably thought we were like 17 or something. Oh. I'm like, thanks, because I'm getting wrinkly already. And that's oh, a really shush. big compliment. Shush. <laughs> Let me start with this. Let me do this commercial here real quick. Got to pay the bills. Let's see. Let's talk about LifeLock. Sensitive personal data has been exposed in more data breaches for nearly two months. An unauthorized party reportedly used stolen usernames and passwords to log into online accounts of certain major department stores' websites. So we're talking about personal data breaches and criminals can open your accounts and file tax returns and buy property taxes. There are so many threats in today's connected world, it just takes one weak link for criminals to get in. Good thing new LifeLock Identity Theft adds the power of Norton Security to help protect against those threats to your identity and your devices that you can easily see or fix on your own. No one can stop all... Identity theft or monitor all transactions, but new LifeLock with Norton Security is able to uncover threats that you might otherwise miss on your own. So go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BONES for an additional 10% off your first year. The promo code BONES, B-O-N-E-S, for an additional 10% off your first year. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. I use it. I have it. It has saved me a bunch of times, and there we are, LifeLock. All right, now, back here. Got that out of the way. (laughs) It's always a... Awkward time when you have to read the commercial in front of the guests. I love it because yeah. I hear it, so I'm like, oh, it's so cool. It's really happy. To watch me hold the paper and stare it down. <laughs> it's funny how there are things that I guess we take for granted. For example, I'm in that studio every morning, and people will mm-hmm. come and watch us, and I'll be like, oh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's every day. 
Yeah. The same thing with you guys. You know, you talk about your bus driver. There are parts of the touring life that I don't think people have any idea. Like what? To only because, and I only know because I had to start touring with the band and we started playing. And I was like, oh wow, this is a real thing. Like yeah. sound checks, for example. Right. Which is when you go up and make sure that all the stuff works, mm-hmm. all the guitars, the drums. Like that's a pretty grueling thing. Like a sound check every day. It's like a pre-show show. Do you guys go? Yeah. Do, you, do you go to your sound check? If we can, if we're allowed to. Sometimes. Well, recently it's been a lot of like open sound checks, meaning the venue's open to the public, and so we aren't able to go out yet. But we prefer to sound check because we like when our stuff sounds good. <laughs> what do you mean? So they they open it up? Yeah. So it's open to the public. So the like audience, a fair or yeah. a festival, you can't really like close mm. it off. The crowd's and... just kind of posted up since ten a.m. or something. Yeah. So you really don't want to go out because it kind of. You, yeah. You don't want to play your songs yeah. at 3 p.m. And we look crusty. Like, oh, yeah. We're not all cute and done up. Like, that's just like, <sighs> it's just like the, like, Wizard of Oz thing where it's like you yeah. think something's so cool and then you peel back the curtain and you're like, Ugh. wait, no. <laughs> so we want to keep it a mystery. <laughs> I think inner ears are a thing that people that until you do it, you know, when I was uh, mentoring at American Idol, I was having to talk to the kids about things like inner ears. Was that so much fun? You look like you were having a blast on there. They edited me good. But I mean... I feel like that was such a good, like... You, you know how it is. It, that was a great response. I mean, they they did a great job of editing. Yeah. They really did. I just did what I do. I, I don't think... I think that, that's what really you... Great. Yeah, that's what you should do. But I was talking to them about things like inner ears. That's like the, the mentoring thing. I oh, would be yeah. like, hey, so here's what's going to happen. You, you put these... First of all, they put this gel in your ear. Oh, it's the worst. Talk about that for a second. It is so uncomfortable. I remember being so self-conscious about how much earwax I was going to have. But... <laughs> Is that, does no one else think about that? But I was sitting there I was and I was like, like, oh my gosh, they're going to say I have so much earwax. And then obviously they're like, it's moderate. But still, I was so self-conscious. I was just, ner- okay, so this is so like first world problems. Like this is not anything bad at all. But it's just like nerve wracking. These like in-ear things We're basically trying to explain it to everyone that doesn't tour. But like. Which is most people. Most people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're very, very lucky individuals that we all get to do it. But mm-hmm. um, so basically it's these little like headphone thingies that go in your ear, but they're molded to your ear. Yeah. So they fit perfectly and you can hear everything and, you know, so you can sound great, hear everyone on stage. So you go to the doc, this, I mean, it feels like a doctor. Yeah. Like this ear person. It does feel like a doctor. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and you I have think, to like on and move your jaw around yeah, and whatnot. To open up think, the canal. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's why I had such like anxiety. And it's like, if you're getting your ears pierced for the first time or a tattoo for the first time, you don't know what to expect. So you're like, is this going to hurt? It's basically, they shoot this like jelly stuff into your ear. So it's like, you feel like you're underwater mm-hmm. and you just have to sit there for like 10 minutes while it hardens. And it's. The weirdest. It's weird. It's very hard to explain, but it's very uncomfortable. I was just like, oh, this is not something I want to have to do again. <laughs> Even putting the ears in, when you put them in the first, well, they seal your ear, first of all. Where, yeah. Where you're supposed to really not hear much happening around you. But the first time you go on stage and your ears are sealed, it's weird because you're used to hearing the crowd. Right. And just hearing it back through a speaker so you can hear the crowd. But when you put the ears yeah. in, you really can't hear the crowd. Oh, I remember the very first time I ever used my in-ears. And it was probably the same show as you. We played some. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was some, like, CMT football kickoff thing. I don't really know. But it was some live television oh, performance. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking and about. And it was our first time ever using our in-ears. So imagine that. I'm nervous enough. Oh, so it's enough. a big performance. And then you have something new and foreign. Exactly. In. And yeah. it's just, it changes your world. Because, like, you said it's sealed it's you don't hear anything you can't hear mm-hmm. anything it's all just 
basically in your head and it takes a minute to get used to. So I remember being like, what is going on? Or it's like you think the crowd is not into it at oh, all because yeah. you can't hear and then you take one out and you're like, wait, everyone's really yeah. excited. Yep. Like it's just, yeah. So we have these little things called, I'm sure y'all have like the crowd mics where uh-huh. you have it pointed to the crowd so you can hear them. And sometimes I hear people say the craziest stuff. I'm like, dude, we have a microphone on you. You, gotta, <laughs> you can't be saying crazy stuff like that. I can hear you. My favorite <laughs> is halfway through a set when they yell, girl in a country song. We're, we're like, like, we have more songs than that. Yeah. <laughs> obviously we'll you're there. going to play it it's like yeah yeah hold on we're going to play it yeah the, the thing about the crowd mics is weird is it's always a split second delayed yes oh yeah so like clapping and so you really you oh, can't really started. play on the rhythm with their claps i know because those microphones that are able to hear the crowd mm-hmm. are a quarter of a second behind yeah so yeah. it does but that's one of those things, and I tell my audience all the time, if you see someone with a thing hanging out of their ear, it's because they want to hear the crowd. Right. So they have one ear out. Or, or they're malfunction. Yeah. yeah, which Tay has right. had issues with hers like Recently. the past three weeks. Yeah, I think my like where it connects the cord in my ear, something's messed up. I don't yeah. know. She's but. so chill. She's like, we're like about to get on stage, intro track's going, and she's like, yeah, I don't have any ears. And I would have been like, oh my God, my ear's not working, like freaking out. And she's just like, hey, I'm just going to do a show without an ear. And you know, and we're, we're a harmony band, so she needs to hear what's going oh, on. Yeah. Both of us need to hear each other for this to work. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll just do it without one ear. And I'm like, oh heck no, I would be freaking yeah, out. I, I was chill before, and then after getting off stage, because when you, when you only put one ear, in and listen to an entire mm-hmm. 60 to 75 minute set with one ear turned up you come off stage and you yeah. can't hear anything out of that ear so i was like oh, i'm it's never like doing that again if you're blaring music like on your phone like yeah. you have your headphones in and you only have one headphone on like oh, your yeah. other ear is like oh what is going on it's mm-hmm. just funky what is something that you guys wish you were asked about more because i do a lot of interviews where i get to interview people but i'm on the other side too where i so i actually get to see both sides of it right meaning sometimes I, I sit and i had to do this book tour and you know you, i would do 30 in a row and everyone would come with the same easy question that was fed to them you know yeah like it's, what inspired you to yeah, write the book yeah and i understood it because i've been on that side so i'm on both sides but i wonder as artists like mm-hmm. what do you wish that people would ask you about more hmm. that's um, a good question and no one ever asks us that I do wish um, you mean fans or interviewers. Just interview. You wish that you could talk about what more. Well, I know something that I frequently ask people who I'm, you know, inspired by is what inspired the specific song. Do you remember the moment? Do you remember the emotion? We don't get that specific question often mm-hmm. by fans necessarily. Yeah. So I, but I always ask that. So I guess that's what I would like to be asked. You would like to be asked about what specifically inspired. A, a, a work song. of art, yeah. like a, a piece of something. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. We voluntarily Cause... say it anyways whenever we're talking about the music, but we hardly ever get asked. I like the like artsy fartsier stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but also something that I do love about you too is you don't really throw softballs in interviews. Like, you will go right to the core or like the deeper stuff because I think it's our we... jam, heart to heart. Oh man, that is like that is my favorite thing about interviews. Like when you can get like really deep and vulnerable and yeah. like talk about the great stuff, the bad stuff, the everything in between. That's my favorite. I wondered because you guys kind of went away for a bit and, mm-hmm. I, and I've talked to you guys about this for a second, but whenever you, when dot your old record company goes away. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. then you don't have a record deal for mm-hmm. a bit and then you go away to also write, right? Yes. It, it, that's a thing, right? Like oh, you, yeah. You guys went away and I didn't see you guys until Dirks's party. At his uh, at his bar, I I did a song. Oh and you yeah, guys yeah. Were, so the that's, that's the first time I seen you guys in a long time. Was there? But when you go away after that, like, 
do you purposely try to stay out of public things? Is it part no. of the mystique to hide as well? No, we we tried to <laughs> wiggle our way into anything we could, which is why we started making YouTube videos and stuff mm-hmm. like that and um, kind of started diving even more into clothing lines and, you know, just trying to stay engaged. But our fans, we yeah. didn't really try to go away. It was just like we weren't the cool kids anymore. So it was like no one, It to just be totally honest, it felt like no one cared what we were saying because there's a ton of other people that their voice is louder than ours right now, which is totally fine because there's times for everything. But, um, you know, you don't want to force something. If like, if you're just not the cool kid on the street right now, then you will be, you'll get there. But it's just not, not your street or not your time to be the cool kid. And contractually, there was 90 days. I don't remember when the 90 days started, but it was 90 days between each record deal where we knew we were in talks with UMG and we were having meetings and we knew that something was going to start rolling, but we weren't allowed to say anything. So we went to ACMs, two ACMs ago, having all of this knowledge of exciting stuff about to happen, but we couldn't say anything. Yeah. So it was torture. And that's how we got the same publicist because Green Room um, actually covered our butts. So, I mean, we're so grateful for them because we had no label, no publicist, no nothing. Walking red carpet. Yeah. And they're like, so what are y'all doing? And we're like, one thing we're not allowed to talk about. And the other thing is like out of our control. So so you were telling the interviewers that? Yeah. Because no one. So, okay, let's let's explain what a publicist does. This is fun because, I mean, this is what we do here is we kind of talk about things that I think we take for granted Mm -hmm. because we're so in it. But even my friends don't know what a publicist is because unless you have to have one, you just don't know what a publicist does. Right. Right. So... Taylor, what's a publicist? A publicist is somebody who takes care of the media aspect and kind of sets up interviews and sets up like press and promotion. So, for example, whenever we release our record, hopefully coming soon, our publicist will set up interviews to kind of talk about the record and set up um, late night appearances. Yeah, late night appearances, just things that we can be doing to promote the record and yeah, the media stuff that you see online. If you say something bad or oh, something doesn't that's go right. I've had to cover me a few times for yes. that. Yeah. So that, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. And a couple of times they've had to save me from things that never came out. I have done that many of times. But, but you did what? No one's having to save you. <laughs> yeah. But I, I haven't like offended anyone, but I've said I've like put my foot in my mouth like so many times, but it just kind of like slid under, which was good. Mine was um, like, I would say about. It actually happened about 10 years ago, but the story came out last year. So about maybe not 10, maybe seven years ago, mm-hmm. whenever Twitter was starting to be a thing, I go, oh, you can buy Twitter followers? And so I bought 5,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. And so I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Go by, And all of a sudden, the New York Times was calling my phone. And I'm going, I'm going What's, why are they calling? They did this humongous expose on people who bought Twitter followers. I didn't remember doing it, first of all. Oh, man. And it was like kind of a joke. Like it wasn't like a... Oh, no, no. Not only a joke. Here's what I did. 5,000. That's like... No, no. I bought all my friends Twitter. I would Twitter follower bomb them, meaning I would buy them and they'd wake up and go, why do I have 5,000 more? I thought it was the funniest thing ever. (laughs) See? Yeah. And then everyone took it way too serious. People people started to get suspended from their jobs. Like they... they, Oh, yeah. They found all these high profile people that have bought 100,000 Twitter followers. Half of... And I'm going, I'm on the same story with people who bought... Oh, no. And, and it's a joke. And even and not... then, who cares? Yeah, yeah seriously, right? though. So, yeah. So, but oh, they, no. the same group were like, okay, we're going to handle So they handled that. 
Mm-hmm. And they were they were just kind of walking me through it. Like, because I just want to talk about it. I wanted to yeah. go on the radio and be like, oh, yeah, I did this seven years ago. We went back and found the receipt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought 5,000 Twitter followers. I bought like seven of my friends' Twitter followers. But they were like, don't do it. And they kind of guided me through it. And then the story, for the most part, kept me out of it because I wouldn't talk to them about it. Okay. Right. But yeah. that's not how I was going to handle it. But I had to listen to the experts. Totally. Lean on people that know they the best. Know. Yeah. I know. We, I mean, this isn't like anything bad, but... Um, actually it's really great, but, um, I was talking to Kirsten, our publicist, um, just for people that don't know that we have the same one cause we're saying names and people are like, who was that? But anyway, so I was telling her before I got engaged oh, yeah. in May, I was yeah. like, Hey, me and, you know, at my boyfriend, you know, at the time, well, it's the same boyfriend, but you know what I mean? So <laughs> wait, hang on. So we, how do I explain this? So I was asking her because I kind of had a feeling that he may propose this year, not as soon as he did, but like this year because we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, what should we do if that happens? And she was like, okay, well, this is what we'll do. And she's like, when we get there, we'll get there. Well, after that conversation, he proposed like a week later and I was like, okay, well, we're engaged. So that plan <laughs> has to like, we got to go now. So she was like, oh, okay. Didn't know it was this soon, but we'll go. Like, it's all good. Yeah. So they kind of so. guide those press releases and stuff. So publicists. Yeah. what's the thought then? And I think both of you guys are probably in different stages. Talk about this. Uh, Maddie, we'll talk to you. So you get engaged. Yes. And so how, how quickly do you post the picture? Because you're a public person too. So there's kind of some strategy to this. Yeah. So what Jonah and I did was we, okay, so we were going on vacation for our seven year anniversary in May, at the end of May. So he proposed the night before we were leaving and we both agreed. We were like, you know what? We want to go on our vacation and like not be blown up. Like, I mean, it's so exciting, but we just called our close friends. I obviously FaceTimed Tay like right after it happened, but um, like our families and told that they already knew that it was going to happen. So it was really just me telling them. Yeah. But um, so we kept it secret for like a whole week, maybe a week and a half actually, because mm-hmm. we wanted to go on vacation and not be on our phones and be present. And then um, after vacation, we flew to Houston where I'm from and my sister was graduating high school. So it was like we had a graduation thing and then we had an engagement party with our family. And then you got to do a photo shoot. Yes. So we like pictures of the ring. Yeah. So his cousin is a photographer and basically we were like, Hey, if you'll get some pictures for us, we'll just, you know, do that and then just do a big announcement. But it was kind of fun keeping it secret for a little while. Not that it's anything to be secret, but it was just nice to like have that yeah. Like moment just for us. It's for precious. You yeah. should. You should. Yeah. How long did you have to keep that under wraps? From the minute it happened until you put it on Instagram. How long was that? A week uh, and a half, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. A little over a week. Yeah. Something like that. Because I was ready to post a picture. I know. So, <laughs> I was like, can we get this rolling? Because I have my picture in my caption. <laughs> okay, Tay. So you're not engaged. No. But you do post pictures of your boyfriend. Uh-huh. So that's a thing, too, when you decide to finally post a picture of your significant other it is a thing that's something that i feel like a lot of artists kind of have to well think about like pre-posting i don't know if you're the same way but for me being in a semi-public relationship years ago i know the consequences and the negatives of Mm -hmm. what it's like whenever it's no longer a relationship and then it's private and people think that they know more than they do and then that's fine but then you kind of want to take it all back, but you can't because it's out there. So I feel like it's it's a bit of a risk, but it, like with our music, it's a risk whenever we share our heart 
in our song. So it's but kind you of the same took thing. a minute. Like oh yeah, you. She I took had many a many discussions with Maddie. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll wait like a year after we've been dating, and then I'm post like, girl, no. Y'all are like they have but, such a great relationship, yeah, and a great bond, and I'm happy. And my fans deserve to know that I'm happy, and they deserve to know where my heart's at. So mm-hmm. do you say his name, Josh? Jo- I mean, I know Josh. Yes, mm-hmm. Joshua. Okay. Joshua. So, Joshua. Joshua Peter. So you do say his name? Yes. Okay. So, but you waited how long until you put that up from when you started dating? Well, we kind of, we did the dance, the friends dance. Friends don't. Ha ha. Plug, plug. Oh, wait. <laughs> plug, you plug, two, plug. you were literally friends. You and Josh were friends for a long time? Well, not a long time. So we met four years ago on radio tour and just knew of each other. And, but we had never written together until October of last year or this year. This year? Uh, last year. Wait, it's not October this year. 2017. Yeah. (laughs) So 2017, we wrote for the first time, and he and I had both just gotten out of relationships, so we were just like, we're not going to do this. Um, We're hanging out in the same friend group, but like, let's each individually take our time to kind of do some soul searching. And so then we kind of went back and forth, but we liked each other, but wasn't going to do anything about it. And so we went on our first date in December, and then still kind of did the dance, and then finally officially called each other put a label on it in march but then so, when, when do you put the picture up though i didn't put it up till right before acms because i knew that which is april yeah yeah right before acms mm-hmm. in april so it was like the second week of april and i knew that we were about to get on a plane to vegas with the whole town mm-hmm. of nashville people and people were gonna see and you, i didn't you wanted to beat it yeah yes exactly before people spread it's yeah. such a weird thing because you, you and i ask these questions because i've dealt with the same not dealt with i've been lucky enough to have great people that are public as well. Like, oh, yeah. So I've been in two, two public relationships. Mm-hmm. And you learn that they have lives too. And people, what they, they see what people are saying. Yeah. And, yes. so, and, and I have grown, my skin has grown stronger through the years from just, mm-hmm. from, from having people tell me I suck and awesome and all the things. But now they're getting into this world and they're being subjected to it kind of just by association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go to their page and they find them. They can write. So, you know, I have my first one and I was like, oh, I'll learn from that. Then I, you know, dated Lindsay. And mm-hmm. then, but it's weird because then people want to know, since they see all the happy stuff, they're like, oh, well, now we should know all the really bad stuff. And I don't right. know that they're wrong. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I don't know that people are wrong. You're right. It, yeah. It's a weird place to be because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it sucks for them. I think y'all handled it or you and Lindsay, because we were good friends with her too. Like we love her, but um, I think that y'all handled it in like a super respectful way. Like there was never, oh yeah, or at least to my knowledge, there wasn't like any animosity. There well, was there still never... isn't. Our thing though yeah. was we only had to split up because the, that's the, stupid. Well, the other um, companies were penalizing her. Yeah. And so that was really the just of Which it. Which is absolutely disgusting. For well, the it record. just wouldn't happen to a dude. Because I know dude yeah. artists that dated female radio, and it didn't happen. It's so funky. So, yeah, it sucks. I don't get that. But, well, even the dating thing, like, people get so mad that, like, we're, if people find out that we're in unavailable. Really, yeah, it's like, yeah. you have to seem available and sexy. Oh, and, is that still and, a thing? Oh, yeah. Completely. Definitely. Or you have to act, really? Well, I don't, but well, I mean, people you have a big don't. Old rock, finger, rock on your finger. I know. <laughs> I will say there was an observation made by um, our merch girl that was out on the road with us this past weekend, mm-hmm. and she was watching the audience while Maddie was introducing Trying on Rings, which is a song about 
her and Jonah's love story. It's on the new record. That, yeah, and that it's we like, haven't heard yet. Yes. Yes. So you're playing. You, uh, so I, I want to come back. We're to playing that, it yeah. all out. Oh yeah. yeah, we're giving the sneak peeks. So Maddie was introducing the song, and the moment she said. I'm engaged to my high school sweetheart, Sarah, our merch girl, was watching a group of guys and they just apparently like threw their hands in the air and was pissed. I don't like, know. Hemming and hawing. And yeah. Just, and I'm like, why? Because you thought like. Because you thought like, you had a, a chance? I don't know. Well, not even that. It's just like, I'm not your property. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Me. Like you bought a ticket to the show and I, we're going to entertain you and we're going to have a great time, but. Don't make it weird. You can, yeah, you can like our music without wanting to date it. Like, I love Harry Styles so much. And if he ever got engaged or whatever, I would be like, that's great. I still love you a lot. And I think you are so handsome and so talented. But we're going to leave it there. Yeah. He's so awesome. I saw him at the Ryman. I was like, oh. Oh, did you go? Yeah, Jonah came with me too. And I just looked at him. I was like, was I he, only dude pass. <laughs> he was one of the only guys in there. <laughs> Actually, Gator Harrison was there. With his daughter? He, yes, with his daughter sitting right behind us. And he was like, oh, thank God there's another dude here. <laughs> it is a bit unfair to be a female in music. Mm-hmm. Not just country music and all music. I mean, look at the dudes. And they're not going to care if I say this, but I'm friends with John Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He makes his shirts ironed. He puts his hat on. He mm-hmm. goes out and he plays his show. Right. You guys mentioned it. You got to get all, not, aside from the music part of it, which is even more so, there are just so many more steps Very that you much. have to go through. As a female artist. And then on top of that, you don't even get the same, I'll say fair look that the male artists get. Yeah. Because I'm never the guy that thinks there should be 50-50 of anything ever. I think yeah. the be- I think everything should one get an wins. equal look. Yeah. As Amen. long as everyone's getting an equal look, it could be 70-30, mm-hmm. female to male, male to female. I don't care. Amen. Yeah. As long as people get the equal look. And I, I think people go, oh, Bobby's a 50-50 guy. Not at all. No, no, no. no. I think let's just look at things based on merit. Yeah. More so than because I was talking to a female artist friend of mine, and I know you guys are going to relate to this. And she goes, oh, I can't. Uh, this label already has a female. And the fact that you have to go, oh, well, this label already has a female, so they can't have another one that's somewhat similar. All the dudes are the same. Yeah. Why can't there be two females oh, that have yeah. a, a, so, so they have a kind of a like sound? We had to consider that when Absolutely. we moved. They were trying to put us, you know, and this is not to discredit our record label because we love them, but in reality, you... Like it is hard about it. Yeah. And it's so weird that there's only so many spots for females, but Tay and I always say like, we, we don't want to play softball. Like don't pity us because we're women. Like we want to play baseball with the boys and best song wins and best artist wins. Like don't care if you're a chick or a dude, whatever it is, like the most talent. And if it's not us, that's fair. But if there's not a fair look at everyone, that's where it gets a little wonky. But I'm like, if everyone gets a fair shot and we don't, we're not, you know, the winning ticket or whatever. That that's fine, but as long as it's looked at, you get the chance to put your best foot forward. Yeah, yeah. totally. Tell me about this song. So you guys kind of come on and you do "Girl in a Country Song." Oh, we have some clips. Let me play a little bit of "Girl in a Country Song." You guys still like the song? Oh yeah, I do. do. It's. I was trying to think about how many times we've played it. Oh, like really? it's only been four years. I mean, that's still a long time, but like. I was like, I wonder how many times. Like, I would be curious to know the number. Probably in the thousands. With radio tour doing like three shows a day for a year and a half, we gotta be in that in the thousand bracket somehow. Easily I, a thousand. Yeah. I would think easily a thousand. But it, this song, so it, it was kind of a rocket ship for you guys, at least yeah. from my side of it. It was like, and I had kind of just started too. Mm-hmm. No, I just moved from the pop hip hop right. world, and I come over, and I'm, you know. 
the guy that's – and everybody hates me because I'm so different. And they're like, ah. And I'm like, oh, good. These girls are different too. And you guys come in. And first of all, you're really good. But there was, there's a novelty to this song too at the same right. time. Mm-hmm. And so – but it was just like the video was like splash, like here you are. And I, yeah, I watched that video recently, like for the first time in years. And I was like, I haven't we watched We were it some ever. ballsy 18-year-old girls. Like, whoa. I, I guess I did not realize how big of a deal this song was until like going through what we've been through the past couple of years. Where I was like, you know what? Like, this is not going to happen. But if God forbid everything, like just like fell apart or whatever because i mean it has for us you know last year but if all of that happened over again at least like we said something like Mm -hmm. we said something that was important and needed to be said and Mm -hmm. we would love to keep doing that obviously but um just watching that back i was like gosh like we were fearless how did that happen this song comes out though in the sense it's your first song yeah do you guys think that's normal like was that nor was it like this? Oh, this is how it's done. We have a song, or a bit where you like, whoa, this is. It's kind of hard to compare it to something if you've never had something else. That exactly. was that was the issue. If I can say issue, it really wasn't an issue because it was a blessing and it got us to where we are now. But if there's anything, the con to that was just being so green and almost like. I mean, we were a baby artist. We, like you said, we had nothing to compare it to, and so our whole team the entire time, girl was rising up the charts and doing all of these milestones it was like they said this isn't normal you're not you're gonna have to work much much harder on your next single and they were trying to warn us but we still didn't have that experience in our in our back Mm -hmm. pocket to kind of draw from so for us in a way in at the time it was normal which is crazy to think back and look at like I wish I would have had more experience so I could cherish those moments more. Yeah, And not just like, like stop and smell the roses yeah. first. Like, even though it sounds so cliche, like I don't remember a lot of that. Cause Me it neither. was just like on to the next thing. Okay. You did the today show as your first full band show. Yes. Great. Okay. Let's go do it again. at found like, it was just nuts. Right. And I'm like, I don't know how we did all that, but, um, I'm kind of glad that we were so like green and like, um, yeah, just we, inexperienced because we, we would do anything. Right. Like now we know better, like don't play three shows in one day. You're going to wear <laughs> yourself out and it's going to mess you up. Like, don't do that. Like, you know, just stuff like that. Or don't fly from Orlando to New York back to Orlando in one day and do three shows. That's not a good idea. Just, just say no. Sometimes you have to say no to things, yeah. but I'm glad that it happened then. And it kind of gives us I don't know. It gives us perspective on like, we have done this before. It's not going to be as easy this next go round, but, um, we did it a little backwards. I know we did. (laughs) Sometimes I wish it was flipped, but it's okay. So that song, did it hit one? Did it, was it, did it go number one? Okay. Yeah. So it goes to number one. And what's the next single after that? Fly. Okay. So fly comes out and doesn't go number one. It, it was a number seven, yeah. but it impacted really well, which was kind of cool. Yeah, we we knew the the hardness of what was to come with that song too. And it was a ballad. And people yeah. were saying, In the "Don't summer. don't put out a ballad." There are all these rules. That, mm-hmm. But so this song comes out. I loved the song, by the way. But I'm, oh, a, I'm only asking this backward. Uh, but it doesn't go number one. So you've had a number one. Yeah. Right. Then you have one that doesn't go number one. What do you think after that? I was really happy because people were, the way I measured it personally was how people were singing back when we were on stage. Yeah. And they were singing Fly and still do Just As Loud As Girl. So that, uh, to me, that was a number one song. 
like maybe not on the charts, but for for our fans and for my spirit, I was like, we landed another one. Yep. This is a message song too. Message songs resonate. Yeah. Yes. You know, and and ballads you can actually listen to the words. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I try to walk that line of I still try to be a, a consumer as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And most people hear melody. That's all they hear in a song before they and. It, Again, I have to remember this because I, you know, I write comedy and I write song, dumb songs and stuff. And I go, oh, the lyrics, are, they're, they're very important. But most people hear the melody first. And I, listen, I don't know exactly what you're saying. I keep on trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but slower songs, people can actually hear the words and get the message to it, which is kind of right. a weird thing. And that's also a, a strong message song. Yeah. And so, um, okay, so the fly comes out. You're like, okay, cool. It didn't go number one, but we still loved it because people loved it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next song. Next song was Shut, Shut Up and Fish. Fish. Shut Up and Fish. Yeah. By the way, I know all the answers to this. I'm just kind of walking you guys. Totally. <laughs> I have all the so, clips ready. I'm trying to think of the purpose of the order of singles. I know that the reason we put out Fly After Girl was because of, you know, just the comments after releasing Girl. These girls are reverse uh, novelty. One hit, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're one hit wonder. This is all they can do. This is all they can say. This, they'll be nothing but this. And so we mm-hmm. wanted to kind of prove our place in the industry and say, hey, no, like we can be deep too as 19-year-old girls. We have mm-hmm. depth to us. So that's why we released Fly and that's why we were fine with it going top 10 because yeah. it still made an impact and we were able to show a different side of us. Cred. Right. And so with Fish, um, I feel like it kind of we kind of tried to go back to girl in a way, if well, that makes sense. Our team was still very new at DOT. Yeah. And so it, a newer team, only been together a couple of years. And basically everyone was like, hey, we already did this and this is close to this. So let's do it again. And the fourth single, which we pulled like super fast, Sierra, um, that was kind of the same situation. Also quirky and funny. and Yeah. And like... It was like the one trick pony thing. We were like, there's more on this record. But I mean, Sierra, I, I still love that song, but I'm personally glad that that didn't work because it's about my actual high school bully and I did not want to <laughs> out her like that. But so yeah, that that's going to be a thing. weird thing, huh? I had to text her and be like, look, haven't heard from me in three years. We're not on great terms, but I just want to let you know the song. She knew about the song because like, it accidentally got leaked two weeks before I graduated because I sent it to a girl. Was her girl. name Sierra? Was it yes. really her name? Oh, yeah. We spell just spelled it differently. differently. Um, but basically, she was just the girl that every guy wanted, which is totally reasonable because she's beautiful. But just like, I mean, if she could make anyone feel smaller or just less than, she took that opportunity. And because she could. She's the hottest chick in school and every guy wants her. And... Um, and so the girl that actually transferred high schools because of her, um, I sent it to her and she was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I finally stood up to her and all this stuff. And then I was like, well, don't send this to anyone. I'm about to move to Nashville and you can send it to whoever you want then. But first, let me get out of town. And that didn't happen. So the whole school heard it and she was like, you know, just Twitter ranting like, Maddie's <laughs> obsessed with me, that F and B, blah, 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 just all this stuff. So I was like, you are not going to win again. So I pulled up in my truck at school and I went into my parking place and I turned the song up all the way up, our yeah, little demo. Did. And I just sat there and her little friend group was standing right there. And I was just looking at them like, 
you're not going to win. I wrote this song because you're mean to a lot that's of people. Little, that's what we call Lil Texas. Yeah. Lil Texas is this very feisty, crazy, not crazy, but like, you're just, yeah, you're feisty. I will fight back. Like, I'm not, I'm not a doormat. Well, there's something to put in her name on there, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, I needed, I, I came home crying so many times through junior high and high school because of her. And so, I don't know, there just felt like, I felt empowered by, like, writing this song. And like, hey, Tara. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that's just laughs> it a, worked perfect, though, because she was in pageants. So, the Tierra line, like, all well, of that. Well, and her just... best friend in school was named Tierra. Literally, her name's so. Tara, let me so. share. Let me share a story. Yeah. Okay. When I wrote, I wrote my when I wrote my first book, I had a story about an artist that I had really, I had a really miserable relationship with. It was just, uh, not, it was just not good. Okay. Um, a country artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was really bad. Uh, it, it wasn't good. And I, I wrote it, and I was like, put it in, screw it, and put it out. Mm-hmm. So, my manager, mm-hmm. Corin, comes up to me and goes, "Hey, you should take this out of the book." And I said, why? He said, because you're really not going to like the fact that in five years, you might actually be friends with this person. Oh, and yeah. And you don't want their, you, you kind of just don't want their name. You don't want to, you don't want to put their, their, yeah. their name, name. He said, write it as a, like, you know, somebody generic. Right. Yeah. And so I took it out of the book. And then we later become really good friends. It's Kip. Oh, and my so gosh. That's Kip, so funny. And I, the best thing here, because it was just a story about us getting into a fight once. And yeah. Kip and I went to, Figured it all out. Mm-hmm. We're actually really good now, <laughs> and I'm so glad I didn't. I just wonder, like with you, with the, did you ever think maybe I should just name it something else and not her specifically? I felt like there was a lot of people that needed that song, and the minute that we started meeting, having fans and meeting fans, and they started connecting with that song and telling me, "I have a Sierra, I have someone that you know," and I feel so much power with this song and there are so many people that share their like bullying stories and since the song's more like upbeat and fun it kind of shines a lighter light on a really bad situation so i felt like we did the right thing by making it so personal because i i feel like sometimes when you do the softball thing and you do the generic Mm -hmm. it may not connect as deep as the authentic thing so I was willing to take the hit, and she when I messaged her and told her, she was like, yeah, "No she hard feelings. Like, oh, hope everything's was? good." Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, know, but I'll... you got to think if someone wrote a song about how awful you were, you'd probably clean up your act, or at least I would. I would be like, I, I have got worse. to check my soul. Yeah. I'd be like, if someone, if I'd, I hurt I'd someone that down. bad, I'd double you double down. down. <laughs> yeah, I'd double. So the, okay, so that song, that song, you, it gets pulled. It, it's so, yeah, is I that, don't even know where that. Like maybe, yeah. But is that was that. Was the re- did the record label go down before the song was pulled? Like, what was the timing there? It was like on the DL, funky stuff was happening, I think. Yeah. After the song got pulled. Yeah, because it was the very end of um, 2016 where I think it all started to, the cookie started to crumble, but we had no idea until uh, February of 2017. So how does so, that conversation go when they pull you in and they say, hey... Uh, Maddie Tay, let's sit down for a second. Do they call you in at the same time? Thankfully, our our manager did some little investigating, and she was very close with the um, head of the label over there. So they were always in contact, and he would be straight up with her. And so I remember sitting down at Pinewood Social, actually, at the bar, and we were just having breakfast during CRS, and she just kind of said, hey, I think something is about to happen. We don't know what, but just just know this. Whatever happens, I promise like I'll take care of you. Yeah. So, so then they say, okay, the label's folding. 
Yeah. You don't have a record deal. Yeah. What immediately happens in you guys' mind? I knew that it wasn't like over because Tay and I were in it to win it. Like, there's this is not splitting no matter what BS goes down. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Like, I, I don't know. It was kind of fuzzy, honestly. I tried to like numb it because it, it felt really bad after going from like the top of the world. And then it's like, so what are y'all doing? How does it feel to not have a like label home? It's like, it feels terrible. And you, and you feel like you have nothing to show forth. And um, it's felt like that for the past year and a half, honestly. It's like, because this industry, you're always trying to prove yourself. You're always trying to like, not prove yourself, but like, you're always wanting to like, it's always on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. And we don't have a next thing yet. Obviously, yeah. we have At music the time. coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we were in that like weird holding period. And that was where like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I had a really bad issue with tying my self-worth into what I did and oh, not I, who I was. Absolutely. I think we, yeah. we all do if we really work hard at what we, if yes. you give it everything, yeah. oh yeah. If it's your priority, it's hard for it not to be where you put your worth. Yeah, right. and I've struggled, and I still struggle with that. Oh, every Same. single day. It's yeah. a. I mean, even now, like we have a song out and things are a lot better, but I we still struggle. Like it's. I mean, it's a normal thing, but those like maybe four months that felt like five years of this like in between phase was where I just slowly started unraveling that whole web of like okay, I am not what I do. I am who I am. So I'm going to make sure who I am is like, like, what do I want people to see? What do I want to give out to yeah. the world? In and, an odd way, aren't you a bit grateful for that experience? Oh Absolutely. my gosh, a hundred times. And you yes. would never walk yourself into it because you would never go, you know what? I really want to find out who I am. So let's let things suck for a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. no. laughs> but mine, ha- I got fined a million dollars by the FCC like oh. three years ago. And for me, that was, Whoa. I thought I was done. And that I, was like your, I, and I was like, you know what? I had to, because there's nothing else to find. Because you kind of suck. Because I kind of, I was talking about myself. I was like, it kind of sucks. I'm like, oh man, let me try to find the reasons I'm still good. And so I'm trying to find like, and I'm, I'm glad because it remi- I was getting a little too obnoxious about that time. It really reset me into, hey, oh yes, you yeah. got, you got a little caught up. That's was me talking mm-hmm. to myself. You got a little caught up in all of that. Mm-hmm. Stop. You just got to find a million dollars. And if you get through this, you're going to appreciate it so much more. And you're yes. really going to work to help others that are going through similar struggles. So that right. happened with me. And it sounds like probably it happened to you guys too. Because when you hit that down, you go, oh, and you appreciate it so much more. It's kind of rehappening again. Oh, yeah. You need those moments to check yourself. I yeah. mean, yeah. Like but they still st- happen. I mean, I melted down on Tay, what, three days ago on the road? <laughs> where I just had to let it out. Like sometimes it's just... That that a good cry fixes mind everything. game of just like, I mean, and I'm sure you felt this. Like, if a crowd doesn't receive you well or doesn't like cheer you on, like, how do you not get affected by that? But you're putting everything that you have into a crowd, and maybe they're just not feeling it, or maybe they just don't show it, and they're loving it, and they just don't show it. So, how do you not feel like the worst entertainer? You know what I mean? Like, just. That whole mind game that comes with the job. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up, and I just talked about Kip, but that's the thing that Kip and I have talked about a few times, like off microphones. Like, it's that. Mm-hmm. So, I do stand up comedy, and 
I, I watch the people, but I can't watch their faces anymore. I have to watch their heads. Yes. Because I can't assign how I react to something funny to what how they're reacting to me because we all react differently. Right. So, so someone important. may be thinking it's really funny, and they may not be a laugh out louder. And they're just sitting yeah. like, And they're sitting with their arms. And, and the same fine, thing, the, but, people's like, man, I would get so mad when people would not look up or they'd be on their phones. Mm-hmm. And it was, hey, that just might be how they're receptive to your, but it's a hard thing. Trying not yeah. to take it personal is a battle. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like going back to what you said is being thankful about going through the trial. Is yeah. The people that we are now, which we're, every day we're figuring out who we are and what our purpose is and all of that and becoming the best version of ourselves. But two years ago, a year ago, the people that we were is dramatically different. And I mm. love, we loved who we were then, but we love ourselves even more yeah. now. And the record that we created would not have been possible without the emotions that we felt yeah. during and that really crappy time. Our friendship is a different level, too. Like, oh, we, we are like, sisters. It, yeah, it's like beyond yeah. any of that. Like, mm-hmm. there's just like when you go through the trenches with someone and there's not a doubt. Like, we're, we're in our own marriage, basically. Like, right. we are, like, there is no backing out. Like, we are in it to win it. We are in this together. We support each other. Yep. If one of us is having an off day, the other one makes up for it. And that's why I'm like, oh, being a solo artist. I don't know how you go out there and freaking do that yeah. by yourself. Gotta eat. Here's the thing. <laughs> Gotta <about> eat. Food. <laughs> the, Love it. You really, I believe you, you really can't trust someone until you have to trust someone. Yes. And, and they yes. come through. I have wow. the same thing with my co-host. You should put that, that in a book. Is that already in one of your books? Pro- who knows? Who knows? <laughs> that's a good. That's a know. really good, like classic quote. <laughs> because you really don't know until it has to happen, and then yes. once it happens, you have that. And you guys have experienced that. My co-host and I have experienced that. Amy and I, but we've been together for four, uh, 14 years or so, and so. Mm-hmm. But we've had, you know, her mom died. My mom died. Um, her kids from the orphanage. We've had to have yeah. each other back so many times in situations that weren't good. Right. But then you realize and you have that trust that, hey, oh, if they're not good again, we may fight. We may have all – but, like, we're in it. Yes. And you really don't know that until you have to know that. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you're with someone you go, oh, well, th- I, yeah. this is not going to work. Like, there's put pressure on it so it breaks. Yeah. But if it's stronger through pressure, then you yes. realize you can actually go a little bit deeper. Exactly. Oh, yeah. With that. True yeah. character shines There's, in the rough places. Yeah. yeah. Everyone asks, like, so, like, did y'all think about breaking up? And we were like – we didn't that was not even one thing like we thought no. maybe we won't get to be artists again but we'll still be songwriters or you know maybe yeah. we're gonna have to like go get a job at walmart to pay the bill like i mean <laughs> it, it would never get like that but um just because we started the whole thing as songwriters and so if yeah. anything but we we want it so bad and we will and we work so hard that like it it's that's our that's gonna be our thing this is gonna happen it's just gonna be hard which is fine i do i do not mind the uphill climb this time because it's like there's a gratefulness that will exude from us that will hopefully inspire other people makes a heck of a story yeah we got a damn good story girl (laughs) did you guys make enough money with the first song to be okay for a bit yeah yeah okay yeah maddie and i are very very careful with our money are you yes we don't we have both have paid off cars yeah. Um, very conservative homes. Like we just, but yeah. I don't know. I don't. You know, watch that Gucci stuff. Don't be buying all that Gucci I know, stuff. I guess. Stop I it. am like a principal person. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're like making millions of dollars, like treat yourself. Heck but yeah. my treat myself is like getting a pedicure once a month or something, you know, but yeah. 
I don't know. My I, parents always give me so much grief because they're like, like I, we grew up like, you know, middle class. Like it wasn't like we were poor, but I per, like I pretend like I'm poor. Like yeah. I just save my money and make sure like if anything ever happened, I had it in savings. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily like to live like the end of the world because I like to leave room for God to perform his miracles. But it's like a middle ground. Like I have enough to live. And I'm not, I'm not dying. I'm not crazy poor and I'm not crazy rich. I'm somewhere in the middle and it's good. It works for us. Where's like the, you know, that Jody Messina song, the, um, um, I'm above the below and below the upper. I'm stuck in the middle where money gets tight, but I guess I'm doing all right. I love that song. (laughs) That line is so cool. So maybe that's where we're stuck in the middle where money gets tight. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Have you guys had any other cuts from, have you given your song to other people? Have you you given any other cuts? Yeah, Jana. Jana Kramer. She cut a song called Boomerang that we wrote. Um, and we got to see her perform at one time, and that was pretty That's yeah. cool, awesome. Huh? Oh, oh, it was yeah. awesome. Like, it's a whole different kind of cool. It's a cool, because you do what you do, but when someone else takes your song, yeah. regardless, like if someone else thinks it's good enough, maybe someone who gave it to her. Yeah. But if someone thinks it's good enough and they cut it and they spend the money and then they sing it, like you created that and that's like I your know. It's, it's, it's like a, a nephew. Yeah. Instead yeah. of a kid, it's like a nephew. Yeah. Yes. Where you get to like like, oh my gosh, this is great and you just get to like pass it on. Yeah, and then you leave and you're like, Bye. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, Bye, have See you fun. Next time. <laughs> it really is it's even more validation of being a good songwriter because if obvious, someone else wants it. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously we can get on stage and sing the songs that we wrote, but if someone else wants to get on stage and sing the song that we wrote, that's yeah. pretty cool. So let's let's go to now. So you uh, do you shop record labels? Do you, do, you, do you talk to a few of them? Okay. How, how does that? Do, do, one? Did you beg for? One? I mean, like, what happens now? So it's really confusing. Very confusing, but even for people in the industry. Well, break it down for me as simple as possible. I'm kind, of, okay. I'm kind of an idiot. No, you are not an <laughs> idiot at all. But okay, it, for me, it's hard to explain. So basically, Dot was a co venture between Universal New York and Big Machine. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Which means they both owned it. They both owned it. Right. And so, EMG helped fund yes, it. But yeah. in New York. So like yeah. Ariana Grande, pop. Drake, like all pop. them. We'll yeah. New York for pop. pop. Yes. Okay, right. Correct. So when Dot folded, since UMG funded it, mm-hmm. they had first right of refusal. So basically they said, okay, UMG, New York, are there any artists on this roster that you want? Um and if you don't want them, then we'll put them on other big machine. Or, like, if you just don't feel like it's a fit, mm-hmm. we'll move them to other big machine imprints. But but you get the first option. Yeah. So they – we were the only ones that moved. So at the time, we were thinking, like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, why did, why are we the only ones? But, like, hindsight, it's like, wait. They freaking wanted to keep they you. Wanted UMG yeah. New York is huge, and we have, like, really good – buddies over there Monty and Avery are Mm -hmm. awesome but so basically Universal New York was like look we're in New York we can't work these girls from here I mean I'm sure they could but um it's pop it's yeah yeah and so UMG Nashville was like well hey let's figure something out so we can both kind of work together so um so we knew we were UMG for a while but it was deciding which imprint so was it going to be MCA was it going to be Mercury was it going to be um, Which under UMG, there are different little yes. there are different little limbs. Just like, yeah, I guess like different companies. Like the National League would have the Cubs and the Braves. Like, yes. yes. Like Sam Hunt is under UMG MCA. And we are UMG Mercury. Okay, so they had rights to you. So they, they took yeah. you. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so we felt wanted. It was nice. Yeah. So you go and 
you go, so where does it start? Do you start making music? Do you start writing songs? Do they say go write and then bring back what you have? Like what, what's the first conversation? First things first was deciding, because we had started to cut a record end of 2016, December of 2016. With Big Machine. With Big Machine. So first things first was deciding, do we want to keep that music or do we want to scrap it and completely go a different direction for the second record? If you kept it, did you have to pay for it or give them points on it? Or, no. or was it no. all yours? It was ours know. because we're Big Machine Publishing. Oh, yeah. So they didn't want to piss us off because they're still making money off of our songs through Big Machine Publishing because yeah. we're really tight with everyone there. So and you could have used the songs. We could have. Yes. But it, at that moment, deciding whether we wanted to use them was more or less, is this still where we're at in our lives? Or is this what we're still going to write about? Or are we past that now? Are yeah. we? Is it time to be mature women? And so we just came to the decision with Stephanie Wright at UMG. She's the um, A&R over there, and she kind of... So A&R is a position where they help you decide what songs you want on a record and what producer would be great to cut those songs for you and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So we sat down with her, and that was just kind of how everything got rolling. She said, all right, you guys dig in and write whatever you want to write, and we'll mm-hmm. reconvene whenever you feel like it's time to. And we were like, Really? Yeah, we, we can go make a record that we want to make, and she said, "Yeah." So we did. There did wasn't you feel like, rushed to write songs to get good songs because you no. wanted to get back on the kind of back on the scene, or no? Because we had already had like the album that we have now. We probably wrote half of those songs when we were still at Dot. Like there was still there's some you know songs that we wrote years ago, maybe just a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the record was written through that really really rough time of like that in between thing. Yeah. But um, we, I mean, we sat down with maybe like 36 songs and had to like, like, we love this song, but had to cross it off. And like, it just turned into this like concept record where it kind of starts with the friends don't like, you know, who's going to make the move. And then it goes into this in love phase and then it goes into the heartbreak phase. And then the end of the record is this like really like powerful, redemptive thing where there's like four songs back to back all about like just feeling yourself again and getting your power back and getting back on your feet. And so when we sat there and talked about it, we were like, well, that's kind of what we've been through the past couple of years. So Mm -hmm. even though it is through the eyes of a relationship, it's we're telling our truth on this record more than ever. Yeah. Let me play some of this song. Here's the friends don't. Yeah. So, is this the first track on the new record? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, is that part of the strategy of putting it out first? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the beginning of the record, the beginning of the, the story, We're the thinking first song. it would be really cool to release singles. As bless you. God, Sneeze. God bless Excuse you. Excuse me. <laughs> but if we released our singles kind of in the same sequence as a story, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but... Yeah, obviously. We're, we're artsy-fartsy thinking our, it'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, label head, Damon, is yeah. leaning towards that, too, because he, he loves the story and loves the like art that is behind the mm-hmm. record. It's not just like, hey, let's pick some songs and put it on an album. It was like, wait, no, this is a whole story from top to bottom. So when is this uh, hypothetical record coming out? I know. It is a hypothetical right? record, right? You have to time it. First are, quarter. Are you timing it kind of with the song? Is that what the thing is now? Like, Well, yeah. Yes. We would love to obviously create traction with Friends Don't and make sure that it's, 
you know, impacting the way we would like for it to, then to release a record. So people mm-hmm. are want to listen to it. Yeah. Theoretically, end of this year, early next year, just yeah. depending on. Are we July? Okay. That's yeah. Not, that's not terribly far. To us, it feels so, like forever. Because we, we but, cut this record in January. Yeah. So so it'll be a year. When it comes out, like, it is going to be the most yeah. rewarding. And if it, I mean, I believe that this is going to be a game-changing record for us. But even if it's not, just the accomplishment of putting out another record after all we've been through, yeah. I'm happy. Just that and everything else is icing on the cake. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I believe you. I mean, I want all of oh, the great no, I things. Know, I want I people to you. connect I with. I want it. I, my dream is that people can hear their own stories. Like, we get really nitty gritty. Maybe we can play you a couple songs What's off the, the co- record. I won't listen to songs. I don't listen to songs. You never, don't? never. No, no, no. Really? I don't listen to anybody's new songs ever before. Because this you want to be surprised? This is, no. This is what happens. If I open that door up for one person, I have to open oh, it up for everybody. That's yeah. true. I forget that that's part of your job. And, I have and it's not fun. I have friends yeah. that are that's artists. True. And so even someone oh, like Dirks, I'm like, yeah. dude, I can't. don't. Yeah. Because I don't do it for anybody. And, I, and Dirks is like my dude. Yeah. I okay, like, that I, makes sense. So, I, yeah, I, just, I don't do it for anyone ever. And I it's weird because, you know, I like music. Yeah. Me- you just don't want to... You don't want to be unfair. Like we were talking about earlier, you want to give everyone a... F- yeah. yeah. I, no, I just want to be bothered all the time to listen yeah. to music. Oh, yeah, that's Because I'd be true. like, hey, listen to the song, then I got to have to do the fake head thing where I'm like, ooh, I'm really And you live it. in Nashville. Hey, so. I appreciate that, though. You want to give an honest response when someone lets you listen yeah. to their song. You don't want to just say, oh, I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like... And you know what happens sometimes? I'll get a text message from someone, and I go, hey, buddy. It's, I don't know the number. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, buddy... Like, yeah, I want you to hear my new single. Check it out. And I'm like, I don't even know who this is. You're calling me buddies. (laughs) And then you have to go back and scroll and try to figure out who it is through context clues. I think if I were you, if I were you, I would feel like, because most of the time when people do that, it's probably because they're working an angle. Always. All the time. I don't don't trust anyone ever. Yeah. In this business. And I wouldn't either. Nobody. Everybody wants me for something. So. So when people just genuinely like want you to just hear a song. You can't tell if it's genuine or if it's, hey, yeah. we want to work an angle and see, you know what I mean? Like, so the only way I can be genuine is just say, not I, doing it. I can't do it. Like, the yeah. most genuine thing I can do is be consistent with everyone. I totally get yeah. that. So I say, no. So my point is, nah, I'm not going to listen to your songs. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You know what? It's fine. That's okay. Hey. I believe they're good, though. You guys Thank are really you. good. Like, you're, you guys are really good. Thank you. you know? Thank you. I often, you know, there are, everybody's really good at, in this town, you have to be exceptional. To be good. Especially as a chick. If you're not exceptional as a girl, yeah, you're not to going to work even, out. You have to be exceptional with some sort of specificity. Yeah. Specific- yeah. You can't just be great. You have right. to yeah. be great and also have some crazy angle about you yeah. as a female, which Unique. is totally unfair. Because mm-hmm. you got a bunch of D-bag guys that are exactly <laughs> the same, that are good, but they have this, 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 this same I'm glad thing. you said it. No, no, yeah, but that's what I said. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm so over it. I'm yeah. just so. I feel you. I, I, the thing is we have so many friends that we root for and love. And yeah. then there's, there's just, I, I don't know. I mean, everyone has their own opinion and it's like, what is, what do they say? Like opinions are like armpits. Everyone has two of them and no one wants. Oh, what I is, was going to. What's the phrase? Buttholes. But, okay. Oh, buttholes. <laughs> everyone has one. And <laughs> they all stink. Yeah. Oh, there. That's what it is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So maybe the end of the year, the record comes out. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. Yes. I'm excited for it to come out because this whole thing is going to make sense. When everyone hears the music and hears the story, it's like. Oh, that's what they were talking about a year ago, six months ago, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then we've got 
music video coming out and then maybe a tour that we can't really talk about oh, yeah, yet. We can't. But... I know about it. That, Don't tell no, I'm not going to, but oddly, we have a lot of the same people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have the same management. Yeah. We have the same... Well, because family. Because someone from your team that is also on our team was Came like, to my house, and I was like, what are you talking about? Um, no, here a minute ago. And I was like, oh, why are you here? Oh, no, 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 oh, no not wait. Kirsten. Um, what are you talking about? Just someone, like, really pulled some weight in. For what? For this... For why, why did you whisper off mic? You can say whatever you want. I know, but I okay, don't know. I don't, but I don't understand what you're saying, so don't say who it is, but what happened? Who who pulled what weight for what? Well, he's just awesome. Like, he, he just did, freaking... Did he, just, did he say something to me? No, no, no. no. Oh. I'm just saying, like, we like, have what? really good... We share good We share great people, people oh. that work their yeah, bahonkies that, off. That, my manager? Yes. Corin? Yes. Has, Who's your day-to-day? Mary Forrest. Oh, oh that's yeah, right. Yeah, Mary, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great. And so... Oh, yeah, he's why I'm on Idol. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. I know. Because he, he has Luke and he has, He's so cute. And he has Lionel. And so oh God, all the yeah. stuff all the stuff works. It's just my whole career is just finding really good people. I'm really Amen. not that good at anything, but I'm great at finding people that are great at things. That's yes. I would I feel the same way. Yes. I No, you guys are great. You're great artists and singers. Well, thank you. But, but it, your team, your team has yeah, to Yeah. You can't go far without people that know what they're doing. Yep. And that's why we, like you said, you hire people that you trust and that you feel like can accomplish those goals that you have for yourself. And I mean, we don't know like half of the industry stuff, like all the, you really got to lean on your team for that stuff. Yeah. Cause they yeah. know they've been in it longer than us, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know when you get married? Or is that still secret? So <laughs> fun fact, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying this, but so we actually set a date for next year, next fall. But this tour that is happening that will be announced soon, um, so that may conflict with the wedding date. So <laughs> I pulled Jonah aside and I'm like, "Look, babe, I love you very much, but we may have to move this wedding date in forward the- or back." Back. Okay. And he was like, "Yeah, no worries." And I was like, "This is totally the person I'm so like." I never had a doubt that this is who I'm supposed to marry. But when he was oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, no worries, that's fine. If we have to move it a couple months," I was like. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. I got a good man. <laughs> how, old, how old is he? He is going to be 24 in October. Okay. So, yeah, he's he's a gym. And how old is Josh? 26. I know Josh because his dad, I, I was on his, his dad's record oh, label. Oh, yeah. Gordon. I, I isn't he Gordon. the sweetest? Uh-huh. He's, yeah. He's a good dude. Both of his parents are just so sweet. But then aside from that, um, I hope I'm okay to say that your boyfriend is a great songwriter. Thank you. Oh, he's a thank gr- you. And so it was weird for me to see him as a guitar player and then as a, the son of the record label. But he's a great songwriter. Thank you. He actually, yes, he is a great songwriter. I'm very proud of him. He wrote two of the songs on our record with us. So that's how the love affair begins. Oh, man. And, and, and the, <laughs> the urban stuff. Like, I'm just. Yes. Like, yeah. And it's hard for me to see your boyfriend as that because I saw him as just a guitar player and as the son mm-hmm. of the. the, the his guy. story is crazy because when his dad decided to. St- to run Black River, um, he was in college playing trumpet and lacrosse playing and trumpet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's my man. Yeah, Tay well, played I trumpet. Did, I did, I did. I played trumpet. So he was playing lacrosse in college, and then had been songwriting like all of high school, and then yeah, just decided to teach himself how to play guitar, and then started playing guitar out on the road, and that turned to songwriting, and then songwriting turned to producing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's like, crazy because it, when you know someone from like a kid up, you're like, okay, you yes. got to doubly prove because I'm. Yeah. But he's he's really he's really good. And you're like the label he's head's kid, but yeah. he's freaking amazing. He's, he's one amazing. of my favorite people to write with. And we, he was coming up here for this, and we had to cancel for some reason, didn't we? Did I get sick or something? I got sick the one time in like ten years. I got sick. Josh was coming up. I never get sick either. Yeah, I mean, and if I do, I just fight through it because eventually I'll not be sick and I'll be happy I fought through it. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, eventually, I'm going to feel better again. Because when you're sick, you're, this is it. My life, this is all I can think about. <laughs> all, all the, but then when, on the other side of it, you go, oh, you do get through it. Yeah. So if I just want to hung in there, Dude, but I got really sick. The Aww. flu, I had the flu last year, and that sucker would not go away. It was like three weeks. I was down for the count. Really? It was bad. Like, I got vertigo from it where I just, like, couldn't even walk downstairs. I would just be, like, dizzy. It was a mess. Was your boyfriend with you? Yes. And Did so that's gross. <laughs> oh, and he's a germaphobe. Literally, Bobby, we go into Target, and this, like, we'll be walking down an aisle, and someone may be like, uh, let's say even 20 feet away will sneeze, and we got to go. We got to leave. Turn around. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. So me having the flu was absolutely disgusting for he him. take care of you, though? Yes. Oh, yeah. Did he get... All the bodily fluid. That's just it's. He never caught it either. Whoa. He's healthy like you guys. He never gets sick either. Well, I say I never get sick. I just had a cold, so that's true. But I didn't get sick, thank God. Yeah. If you know. find someone that you can, like, have body fluids come out around, that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of. But thing. in the reverse, he just had salmonella, mm. and I had to take care of that. So he, w- he which owed is you uber disgusting. Yeah. yeah, he owed you. I've never been with anyone with salmonella. It's basically a stomach bug. So um, it's like. Both, both, both ends holes. of the spectrum. And you had to be with me through a stomach bug. And oh, yeah. That was when Tay threw up on my foot. Yeah. And yeah. The bug is such a gross <laughs> thing. The, the bug. The body bug is such the a bug. gross thing. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. And you yeah. want people to like. And we were on the bus, which throwing uh, the, up on a bus is The real bathroom bad. on a bus is I don't awful. even think the toilet had a grinder. So, guys, like, if you're <laughs> listening to this whole debacle, Imagine a tour bus toilet is maybe even smaller than an airplane toilet. So, oh, right. Like maybe cut that like in half and that's a bus toilet. And right. Tay is puking and I'm trying to catch yeah. it in a bag and then it gets on my foot and yeah. I'm trying to run out of the bus. But I mean, you know, hey, through thick and thin. You can't trust somebody till you can trust somebody. That's Wait, right. what was the quote? You, yeah. I don't know. You. Sometimes the, the, the wonderful knowledge is <laughs> out of me. <laughs> What's, let's do a playback. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, listen, we've been doing this for an hour. Um, this is so fun. I know. Is it? <laughs> I yes. love podcasting. It's so fun. And I like talking I about the deep interviews. stuff. Yeah. I like your podcast because I feel like you don't do like the surface stuff. Like you're I like, do let's my, but I do my surface. I mean, I do what I think. I don't, this is honest to God. I don't go, what can I talk about? That's so second. I just, I'm lucky enough to still be the consumer, but also be in the business enough to know, to what? know the, the questions to ask that yeah. maybe people don't even know they want to know about. Yeah. Because when I explain, explore and go oh that i didn't know that happened yeah i didn't know inner ears told my freaking band started playing stages big enough to need inner ears <laughs> exactly i didn't know you know so uh, i I'll, have a question for you though okay. before we go, go on. ahead have you taken the enneagram test <gasps> every Bobby. person that comes and asks me about that i know i haven't okay what about your myers-briggs my what myers-briggs <clears throat> he's like what no, that's what did i, I lose you, you. No, i was just, just curious because Tay and I are obsessed with this Enneagram thing. It's a personality test. It's kind of like taboo. Dave Haywood told me I was a 12. 
Whatever that means. No, there, there is, is no, no 12. Okay, then Dave Haywood lied. Right? He's a lie. <laughs> we, Dave we lied. Can, we like to have fun and kind of guess people's Enneagrams. I know. So, okay, so I'll, I'll get the book. No, no all you have to do is I'll go online you. and we'll send you the link yes. to take it. Mm-hmm. And 37 questions. I'm going to put my prediction. Okay, go ahead. I think maybe a one or an eight. Wait, why think, do you think, but what are you assigning this to? What, what personality trait? I think you're trait? a three. What, okay, well, I don't know what this means. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> personality. Okay. I think you're a pizza. No, <laughs> I think you're a goblin. So when she said she thinks you're a one, that means a... It's a reformer where reformer. it's like you're always wanting to like... Or perfectionist. Like, yeah, like you're always wanting to like change things for the better and like adjust like you're never like too comfortable and you're always trying to like challenge a in a good way. And yes. I'm, I'm a nine, so I'm technically called the peacemaker, a.k.a. the harmonizer. Okay, I'm not the peacemaker or the harmonizer. No, That's and me. I'm not either. I'm a two, which is the helper. helper. So it's like, it's my personality is like you're always trying to like help people or figure out like what you can do like it's just like whatever but the quiz is so interesting because i feel like if you took it you'd be like wait okay i think you're a three which is the performer okay take it if somebody texts me the the thing and i'll text it and i'll text you back so Mm -hmm. what what is your bet maddie okay you said a three i think you're a three performer yeah three is like you split down the middle three is like the achiever the performer like Always wanting others to win and wanting to win. Like, it's, they're all great things, but I just, I don't know. How's it not a bad thing? Some people are bad. Oh, yeah, there's definitely bad. There's flaws that are listed whenever you take a quiz. No, you have. No, we all No, no, no. (laughs) Um, No, but I, like, my flaws are like, oh, man, this is so true. I can't even deny it. Okay, we'll, okay, this is what we'll do is we'll group text this link. Okay, you say three. I say three. I'm going to say a one. Okay. And then you let us know and reveal. And then to your listeners, you can <gasps> let them know. Maybe everyone can put their bets in and see. I don't think anyone else knows what that is. <laughs> yeah. well, y'all are sleeping and you need to get on this Enneagram thing. Isn't that the thing that, that – I thought it was a book. It's not a book. There is a book. It is a book. It's called oh, The it Road a to a Better – I don't know. Uh, Matt Carney was talking to me about that too. Do you know Matt Carney? Yes, mm-hmm. I love him. Do you know him? No, the, but – I'm a huge fan. And so I geeked out when he, I'm a big Matt Carney. I get to geek oh. out. I still geek out at, at things that are like, re, like artsy love. Yes. Like people that you've been listening mm. to for years and years and years. We saw him at Live on the Green, like when I first moved to oh Nashville. Oh gosh, we did. Do you that remember that? ever ago. Yeah, yeah. That was like five years ago. And he was amazing. I remember the mix was perfect. The lighting was great. It was just magical. Yeah, he was a good dude. We hung yeah. out and talked. There are a few of these where... Another one was uh, Brandon, who I'm friends with now, Brandon Lancaster from Lanco. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where you spend time with him and you go, oh, you're just a different kind of person. Like, I, he's so artsy. Yeah. When someone goes, yeah, my biggest inspiration is Ryan Adams, you're like, oh, you're way you're, artsy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and someone needs to watch you, make sure you're okay, but you're way. Like, that, 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 I totally that get dude. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. That is awesome. All right. We're going to wrap this up, but um, I think we learned a lot here today. I know I, I learned a lot today. Enneagrams? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's going down. I'm going to do it. We're going to do the big announcement. What is Bobby's Enneagram? Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> All right. Episode 135. Mike, do anything you want to say? I'm good. You're good over there? Yeah. All right. Uh, Maddie, Tay, thank you for coming. Thank Thanks you. for having us. We've done over an hour. How long, how long is this, Mike? I'm day? sorry. 110. Thank 110. you for letting us in your beautiful home. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, we'll not talk about that, so we will move away from this. <laughs> kidding, I don't care. I have a whole issue with having a swimming pool. Like, I feel terribly guilty about it. Terribly okay, guilty. We should. I want to talk to you about that I, off the record. Ow. Off the record? Like, <laughs> or I, off the air? I feel or like. Same thing. 
You're like one of my friends where you grew up with super poor, and I feel yeah. terribly guilty about. And having you nice should things. not at all. I know I shouldn't, but that's how I feel. What, what's my ideogram? 69? <laughs> it's <laughs> tangible proof that you are successful and good at what you do, okay. so you should be proud. You deserve what you have earned. My point is I feel uncomfortable when someone says, hey, oh. I like your shoes. Because oh, I'm, I'm like, oh, no, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> we got to untangle not, that web. We got to get in that I'm soul and to, untangle it. I'm going to on-site on, for like four days. I want to try Tell that. Tell me how that is. Weekend. I know. Freaking I'm going to try to untangle some stuff. I'm going. For, speaking of Dave, hey, let me know. Will you please let us know? Because I feel like I could I'll reply back to the text thread be like all right are we just gonna group text soul searching things all all the the time time. (laughs) non-stop therapy episode 135 maddie and tate thank you guys uh for coming in we'll see everybody next time bye-bye everybody